0: hey there guys gals and non-binary pals welcome to season two of wayward artists in a wayward world with eleanor um i'm just chiming in here from the future to kind of let you know what's going on with this episode <laughs> before you even listen to it um so basic podcasting 101 if this was a real situation right now me and eleanor would be sitting across from each other from a the table there would be a switchboard there'd be testing of audio, you know, she would have her own microphone, I would have my own microphone. And overall, we wouldn't be recording online like we are now. The, uh, the issue of, re- of recording online is uh, you get a lot of technical errors, maybe some that you never really realized while you're recording. And so when you listen to this episode right now, you're probably going to hear a lot of overlap. And maybe some awkward pauses or sentences that don't make sense. Like, wait, what did he say? <laughs> what did she say? Um, that's because it's one of those things that you can't really catch while you're recording on the internet, especially on a wi- when you're on a server. And so the episode's kind of out of whack. I try to edit it as best as I can to minimize any disjointment and we ended up cutting a lot from this episode which you know some of it was kind of filler and fun which that's good but I'm actually glad that overall the meat and potatoes of this episode still is still here and that was like the most important thing to me like I still think regardless of how the shape that this episode is in this is a really good episode and it highlights Everything that I want to do on this platform is to give people voices and to talk about what their interests are and who they are and what they do and all that, especially when it's a 12-year-old kid. Like, of course, I want to make them feel like the the most important person in the world. And so I tried my best to edit everything out, and this is kind of what you got. Um, There's a lot of things that were deleted, like edited out, one in particular was a little cameo from uh, Eleanor's uh, twin brother Cairo and if Cairo is listening to this right now shout out to Cairo cuz i remember <laughs> i remember hearing your voice when we talked but i guess the audio never picked up your voice and for some reason and so we lost that to time so as you're watching or listening to this episode just to keep that in mind you know it's season 2 we just started and what better way to start season two than everything just going wrong, you know? I always say that we're not a professional podcast studio, even though we kind of look professional. We're just like the kind of funny guys, the kind of funny podcast. Like we're just a garbage truck on fire. We're just trying to figure it out as we go along. I think there's one or two more episodes that are like this, but you'll get a little disclaimer like this at the beginning. Anyway, that's enough of me talking. Uh, enjoy the show. Enjoy the show and like and favorite and rate this podcast wherever you listen to the podcast and support and follow us on instagram and twitter links in the description all right back to past sid and eleanor What is up, everybody? Welcome to Wayward Artists in the Wayward World Season 2. That's right, we're back. It's been kind of a crazy last couple episodes. As of recording this right now, it's October uh, 2020, and so the other remaining episodes haven't come out, but um, by the time those come out, this definitely will come out. (laughs) Uh, I'm your host, as always, Sid. Alongside uh, me today is Eleanor White's who's another kid I mentor. Like I just love having the kids I mentor on the show. Um so Eleanor, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing real good.
0: I'm glad. Yeah, so I mentioned on Murphy's episode uh that he was like probably the youngest person um and the coolest 14-year-old I know. I I think he's 14. But now I'm like you're you're the youngest person and the coolest 12-year-old I know. <laughs>
1: thank you yeah
0: yeah have you ever been on a podcast before no how do you feel now about being on this this show
1: it's it's cool it's another thing i can say i've done before
0: so eleanor like um how do we know each other that that's probably like the big question i i said i mentored you kind of i mean not really i'm more i guess like we worked in the same capacity
1: yeah
0: like yeah so tell us tell me a little about who you are uh what you do and how we know each other
1: well, I'm Eleanor Weitz, and I do theater and now dabbling in film and I uh we knew we met at Civic Theater's production of It's a Wonderful Life and that was really fun and just had a certain blast it was Amazing
0: and I loved it. Yeah. Um on the show, uh, we've talked about it's a wonderful life. We had Emma York, we had uh Kayla Fontana, Murphy Kittridge, we yeah, had all the gang from It's a Wonderful Life so far. Uh and now we have Eleanor. She played Young Mary, right? Yep. Like that's I can't remember it. That was a lot that feels like twenty years ago, was yeah, not it? It was
1: Young Mary and Janie.
0: Okay, yeah. Uh do you like with everything with Kobe going on, do you feel like that show? Like that was probably like fifty years ago, like you did that show?
1: Yeah. It's almost been a year and Matilda was even farther that like that definitely has been a year and that it just feels like it's been so long since I got to go to the Civic and I just miss it so much.
0: (laughs) The Spokane Civic Theater yeah we all we all miss going back to just theater in general and you were also yeah you were Matilda and that's how I I guess I kind of knew you um (laughs) I saw Matilda and I was like oh dang she's like She's doing a really good job out there. That's a really hard role. Was it really hard for you to play Matilda in uh, a show like that?
1: The character itself um, flowed pretty well. I feel like it was more of the work and effort that went into it. So the mm. actual like show wasn't too hard, but it was the energy that it took and the time that it took that was really, really difficult, especially since school was just starting up. It literally opened the first week of school, And it was just kind of hard to balance life, friends, and theater. And I felt like a lot of late nights were put into that show, but it was so worth it. And I would do it a million times again. I just adored that show. It was so fun.
0: Well, the the sad thing is, yeah, you can't really do it again because <laughs> there's no theater. Uh, it is a hard role. For those of you who don't know, uh, it's Matilda the musical is basically uh, the roll doll um, m- movie. Well, sorry, um, movie book whatever. Um, and Eleanor here, I, I think eleven years old at the time. Yeah. Even, like you, uh, like you had to carry that entire show, which is like. You know, despite like how like you know how if whether you like Matilda or not, like you gotta admire like the technique. Like, gosh, that that is a hard show to do. I thought
1: it was a really good show. I like the music from it, and I love the story, and I just love the deep emotion that uh, you get from each character. And I just thought it was a really good show. I hadn't heard of it though before I auditioned. I auditioned not knowing anything about Matilda. I well, I had watched the movie. I did watch that, but that didn't give me much info on what the musical would be like. And also that was my mm-hmm. first show at the Civic. So I had no idea where that was going to go. I was just like, I'm going to audition and see how this turns out. And then, and then we started later. And then throughout the night, like everyone started leaving and then there was just the four of us. And I'm like, maybe I do have a shot at this. And then I did.
0: And uh, it was a really good job on your part. Thank um you. It was, yeah, exactly. Like, uh, so, like, we talk about you being 11 at the time. Like, how long have you been doing theater, like, before you did Matilda? Like, a, a big role like that. Like, have you been doing theater that long? I
1: have been doing theater since I was about seven. Like, six to seven was my mm-hmm. first show. Tom Sawyer at the Chil- Spokane Children's Theater. And um, that was my first show. And that was really fun and uh, just opened a whole new world for me and uh and then i just started doing more there and more and more and now i'm starting to try and do more film and just explore all different types of acting and i really love it
0: and then uh going back to like how we officially met was it's a wonderful life and i was like oh cool we're getting the the matilda girl she's really cool like she did a really good job but then like you became like a little bit more than the matilda girl for me because like Uh, the way you like talked at like auditions i was like oh my god like she's like super professional like she is really nice and like she's not you know she's not um you know spoiled or (laughs) like my my like idea i guess of kids at the time was just like oh man these kids are just gonna be spoiled they're gonna be like um full of themselves a little bit (laughs) but like and but you changed my like you changed my mind on that you're like no she's like super nice and super professional she's like way more professional than most of the people most of the adults here even which i was like that's pretty cool and then like we bonded really well um like afterwards like once the show got on its feet and then the playwright form also you were a very big part of that and a very big you really pushed me to do it (laughs) because like sad that that
1: won't be able to happen this year but I'm super super excited for when it will get to happen and I'm just loving because I also haven't really written a script before wrote a script before um and this is uh just another great experience that I'm going to get to learn a new skill that I can put in my bag and I'm glad that I've started doing this because I know Daisy writes a lot of scripts and it's just been super fun exploring the different ideas I have.
0: Daisy L's a uh, friend of the show, um, her episodes out now. So you sh- you guys should check that out as well. She was also, be- uh, she was also supposed to be a part of the uh, playwright form, but you know, um, like with most things with COVID, uh, we, we couldn't do it in a safe way, but, um, you never really told me like what you wrote exactly, because I remember you messaging me or your mom messaging me and, uh, it being like, yeah. There was a lot of trigger warnings and stuff like that, and I remember going to Art Art Por Diaz, my best friend, and being like, "What, what did she write? <laughs> I'm very curious now because like she she had to like put a warning like warning label on her play, <laughs> That's and I was like, "What
1: my mom would my mom did, but um I I wrote two different ones and didn't finish the second one. The first one I started and had the old self-doubt after I met up with Daisy and read hers. I was, or no, we, she had a theater hangout that was socially distanced and she explained it at her theater hangout. And I was just like, wow, um, wow, mine really sucks compared to that. And so I started writing a different script, but it just was kind of hard to meet the standards that we need to do for this one. Like a lot of characters Mm -hmm a big set and I just thought maybe this will be good for a different project but for now so then Mm -hmm. I went back to my original idea and that one is called Alan and I and it is about um a girl who has pretty bad anxiety but her anxiety is put into a person and his name is Alan so he kind of um just follows her and is talking to her and putting these ideas in her head about like self-doubt and all these things about no that's not a good idea and so we are kind of like okay well Alan's just trying to be helpful but then later on we see that um he's just trying to he's taking control over her life and she starts really realizing that and she is her name's Katie the girl um so we just see her trying to take control over Alan and tell him like, no, I'm, I don't want you in my life. I can have a great life without all this worry and it's unnecessary. And I really related to this when I was writing it because I was like, I want to write something personal and something um, that I can relate to and that I understand. And I have mm-hmm. pretty bad anxiety too. So I worry a lot. And I'm like, I just thought it was a it would be fun and interesting to see if I could, like, put anxiety into a person and name him Alan.
0: No, that's so cool. I love, I love when, uh, like, movies or plays, like, make, like, do you know what personification means?
1: Like, yeah, persona? Like, putting it, something into. Okay, actually, I'm losing it right now, but you.
0: <laughs> oh, no, you got it. You're close. It's like, it's putting, uh, it's manifesting yeah. something into, like, a real thing. You can't really see anxiety, but, like, when you make anxiety a person, it it makes it a little bit more digestible uh, for a lot of people to understand, and that's kind of, like, what you were doing there, and uh, you talked about anxiety, which I'm excited to, like, dive deep into that in a little bit because this – is Wayward Artist in a Wayward World, where each and every Sunday I speak with a wayward artist and we talk about a person we're thankful for. Um, it's based on a podcast called Pockets Full of Soup by Jared Petty, where basically he does the same thing. I kind of stole his idea, but we all love Jared on the show. One day we'll have him on. Uh, he's not on my lineup yet, but we'll get him eventually. So Eleanor, I want to ask you the question that I ask each and every guest on my show. Tell me someone you're thankful for
1: i am really thankful for two people um my mother who has just been so supportive of me and pushes me to continue and i'm like i don't want to do this and she's like do it you're gonna love it and uh she's just been so supportive and the other day i was filming yesterday and it was cold and snowy and we were outside and she just sat there holding my stuff throughout the whole time we were filming, which wasn't too long, but still, I, I'm i just so grateful for how supportive she's been and for believing in me and for just, I know this is so stereotypical, but just helping me really be able to do this because I, I tell her like every day, if I could drive myself to these things, I would, trust me, but so thank mm-hmm. you for doing that, so I just am really grateful for my mother and also, I am grateful for a director in the Spokane Children's Theater who directed most of the plays I did there. Her name's Joanne Emery, yes. I'm I'm not sure about the last name, but I'm pretty sure. And she's just, she was so supportive of me, especially during my first few shows. And she directed the first show I was in. And she just kind of helped me see that I could do something with this because I was like you know what, acting might be kind of fun. I don't know. I'll try it. And she just really helped me unlock my passion for it and show me, like, how good I could actually be. And she um, was just so kind and so funny and changed the script so we could, like, the first show I was in, There, I didn't have a part. She wrote a part for me. And I just mm-hmm. was so grateful that she could open up the world of acting for me.
0: Oh, that's so cool. And like, um, it's not like stereotypical <laughs> to like your mom, by the way, <laughs> or like, I appreciate what she's done. I just feel um,
1: it's what you hear they're... everyone say. Oh, I'm so glad my mother could be supporting me. But moms are just the mm-hmm. best. I, I love how supportive yeah. and kind my mom has been throughout my journey of this.
0: Going back to like uh, the roots of the podcast, like we started off, with Emma York and her mom and how uh, she supported her and her theater like adventures. You remember yeah, Emma, yeah. right? I remember Emma. Yeah. Yeah. She, um, uh yeah, she talked about her mom. But the difference between like Emma's mom and then your mom, if we're comparing those two episodes, is Emma's mom was not in theater or like even in the arts necessarily. I can't remember what career path uh, she was in, but um, just comparing it to your mom, Cinda. By the way, Cinda's probably listening to this right oh, now. Hi, Cinda. How's it going? <laughs> yeah. <I'm>
1: outside. <laughs> uh, um.
0: She. I think does she have an artist background? Like, uh, is she like? Does she do art?
1: didn't do it professionally but she said that if she had the opportunities growing up as i did she probably would have because she lived in dayton walla walla and she a small town and her parents weren't necessarily couldn't afford all of that so um in high school she did do a few shows and she does sing and she teaches at her school right now she teaches um enrichment because they have a very small school so she just teaches like art and culture and pe and everything so she like she loves um she loves theater and she did do a lot of shows with me at children's theater but growing up Mm -hmm. she didn't do much and but um when i started getting into theater she definitely was excited because she could come and join me in the journey of theater.
0: Why do you think your mom is so supportive of you uh of like in your theater career and like doing things like uh we'll we'll go back to Joanne maybe hopefully. <laughs> uh, we have a we kind of have a time limit on the show, but uh I want to talk about your mom first cuz I know your mom. Um like why do you think your mom is supportive? Like why do you think it's so important to have your mom's back? In on all this. Well,
1: uh, for the first thing you said, I think she's so supportive because she's always been a very independent person, and I am very, very much my mother's daughter. And um, I just think that (laughs) she loves seeing me taking hold of my dreams and putting what I want to do into reality. And I think she really likes seeing how when I put my how I can put my mind to something and do it and how that I'm not just gonna sit and watch TV all day and she likes seeing that I actually am passionate about something and just helping me really maintain that goal. She is really supportive of that and I think she just likes seeing how I can lead myself and set my own tracks for my journey and what i want to do
0: you mentioned uh, in there that you're your mother's daughter and you know I, we hear that term a lot but what do you think that means to you exactly like what what does it mean to be your mother's daughter
1: uh, well our personalities are very similar we both are strong leaders and very empathetic apath- uh, empathetic we um are both very determined and we both just love people we're very eccentric and are Mm. just super friendly and love to talk to people and we both are able to sit down and cry at the same movie and just be like open with our emotions and we're very similar throughout our Mm. personality and our looks but um especially our personalities and our friendships and bonds that we make we do in the same way if that makes sense
0: yeah no that totally makes sense and you talked about like opening up and opening your emotions like that is so important um I like for kids to have with their parents I feel like even in my own time like when I was a kid (laughs) and when I say that I'm like I'm still kind of a kid I don't know um like Hiding everything from my parents, not necessarily being open up to like talking to them and s- telling them like what's going on, but here's your mom like uh she's not only supporting you in in that way with like art and stuff like that but also like emotionally and especially since like theater is it's a very um what do you call it um it's a very intimate yeah. art like you're express you're expressing yourself and you're putting yourself out there for like failure. Essentially, like theater, they you know what they like, you know what some people call what? theater, Eleanor, the art of failure. Like, because you consistently fail every like you have to fail in order to learn things about theater, and to have that kind of relationship with your mom must yeah, be very she's special always to you. She supported
1: me every no I get, and um, even the yeses, but especially when I fail, she's always there to support me and be like, you know. That didn't happen but trust me you will get your time where it will happen and she's always just been very good at even if i don't want to say what's going on or what's wrong she can tell and she's always been there for me and just like very helpful when i am struggling with my career or just with my emotions she can always be there to give me an extra hug and She's just been very supportive throughout my ups and downs of theater and like
0: what are some of your ups and downs because like, you know, um, I think a lot of people might look at a kid like you and just be like, oh, they they got it good, you know, like they, uh, they got it super easy. They don't need to really stress out about like the plays that they're in, et cetera, et cetera, because when they're an adult, oh boy, it's going to get really stressful for them. So I'm kind of curious to know, like, what, what do you think, what are your personal ups and downs with theater? Like, what, like, how, how do you, um, and how do you overcome yeah. them,
1: essentially? Um, well, my ups and downs, obviously Matilda was a huge up. And I just was so excited to be able to do that and I remember that we went to the mall one day because we had heard they put a poster up and there's this picture that my mom got of me standing in front of a 20-foot poster of me and Mm -hmm. I just thought that was such a special day in realizing hey all these years of trying and I finally got at least somewhere if this is the best my journey gets I am happy with that and um my lows really um Sometimes it's even when I'm in a show, but I uh, went through a stage uh, where for about a year, I like auditioned for maybe four shows and all of them I didn't get in. And it was kind of just upsetting. And I was like, maybe this isn't really great. And um, also that theater, I was in a few shows where me and some cast uh, members did not very well get along. And I just felt really sad and insecure about what I was doing and like and all of them I got ensemble in and for all the theater people listening ensemble you know is the best and the most important but (laughs) I just felt like maybe maybe this maybe I am not too good and my mom's just saying I'm really good but um how my mom's gotten me through that is just like reassuring me that I might, that I will get another chance to try and that I need to try. And um, my other ups is just being able to, like normally opening night, every opening night is an up. I just, we all love opening night. It's great to just be able to see all that work finally going into something and being like, this is the final product like it or leave it but it's here and we did it
0: you touched on a lot of cool stuff like the bullying for example like or not necessarily (laughs) let's not get into that one just yet like let's talk about um, ensemble parts and being upset about you know not getting cast uh, in a show like I always talk about on this show specifically like you always have to figure out why you do what you do you know like Probably you won't know what that is now because you're 12, <laughs> but it's something to think about um, later on when you're uh, trying to figure out your artistic identity or your artist statement and trying to figure out like why you do what you do. And, you know, we talked about earlier how theater is very um, like, you, you, you can expose yourself a lot when you're doing theater. I mean, um you get to learn a lot about yourself, I, I should say. And it, it's difficult. Like, it's difficult to do that every time and go to an audition and putting yourself out there and not getting the part. But I think it's always important to know, like, why like why you do what you do uh, at the end of the day, I feel like. And, you know, like, kind of like what your mom was saying, too. Like, eventually something good's going to happen, you know? <laughs> like
1: I really understand what you were saying about finding yourself as an artist, like, I don't really want to be like, I mean, I'd be obviously be really cool to be famous and stuff, but that's not what I'm going for. I want to do acting and filming to where it matters. Not just I'm doing it because I want to be rich and famous. I'm doing it because I want to be able to bring people Mm -hmm. to tears and also make people laugh and make people smile and make people look inside of themselves and be, like checking themselves emotionally. And as a person, I like to I want to be able to emotionally connect to people and just show people that um, there there's things inside of them that they don't understand yet. And there's out of all of us we don't understand. Mm-hmm. And I just want to be able to show that emotion and that heart and show that somebody's, willing to do that for them
0: that is really that's a really good thought eleanor do you know that there's some adults who don't like have that kind of grasp well, <laughs> like that, you fa- but... yeah like they're like you knowing like kind of yourself in that way like it um to me anyway shows just how much your mom uh has taught you all that too i mean like i'm assuming so um, yeah, she. do you think a so
1: a lot of times she says like. Um, but would you just be happy if you were doing a job that obviously would pay, but if you just were doing a theater in Seattle that paid you and you were able to make a living, but you weren't famous, you were on Broadway and you're not, well, I mean, I guess that would be off Broadway-ish, but like, you're not, you're not in Hollywood, you're not on the red carpet, but would you be happy Are you, because you're doing what you love? And that's a really good check for a lot of actors and actresses to check, hey, Am I doing this for the fame and glory and the money? Because most likely we won't be there. A lot of people want to, but Mm. um, statistically speaking, there's not a huge chance of you being huge and on Broadway. And well, Broadway is not as like on the red carpet and stuff. But are you doing this because it's what you want to do? Because it fills you with joy and makes you feel whole and because you feel like you belong? Are you doing it because Mm -hmm. of that? Or you just got to think of the right reasons. And I think my mom has had a huge impact on me figuring out my reasons of doing this.
0: That's, yeah, like I said, a lot of people don't know that, Um, especially going into it. Like, um, there are people who are really like, you know, when they get disappointed in a part or something like that, they're really just interested in, um, you know, getting the credits or developing their talent and stuff like that. And it's kind of like what you just said, like, it's very important to figure out, you know, what makes you happy or like, you know, essentially like why you do what you do, you know, I, I talk a lot about like why I do theater, you know, it's the human connections. I love that, you know, (laughs) um, I'm also kind of curious now with that like mindset that you have um what did it mean to you when you originally were supposed to be a part of the uh the playwright form before it got cancelled like uh what were you, like what were your thoughts about that when I talked about it well, at first at
1: first I really I was really excited I'm like hey, I might get to kind of lead a play and write a play and see it be performed like that's gonna be cool I've always been on the other side of it and I struggled a lot with finding what I wanted to do for my right I was just I didn't even like do much for a while I was just trying to think and I'm like I don't want to just trying to figure out where what direction I wanted to take it and I was just super excited slash nervous to see like hey I wonder if the how the audience will receive this but I wanted something that could maybe show adults like a little bit of sometimes how their kids are feeling. Like I feel like that's a big thing that a lot of kids struggle with. Not me particularly. I mean, sometimes we all struggle with it, but just being able to connect with your parents and being able to like show them what you feel like. And also just being able to, take lead with yourself every single day and not let the problems of the world weigh you down. Because I know that I've struggled with that before. So I just thought it would be a really good experience to be able to show how to like to practice my skills of writing. And I've always loved writing. So I was just super, super stoked that I'd be able to learn a new skill and try this out.
0: And you didn't yeah, even know okay. you were gonna get paid no either <laughs> like you were just like I think we talked about on the show how much everyone got paid, but when you initially got the check, like what was your what was your thought and what does that mean to you, like getting paid for your work like not necessarily, oh, this is a lot of money, but like because <laughs> like, it was <laughs> um but what does it mean to you that there's someone out there uh who is giving you all this money to um like fulfill that dream, fulfill that. Like, um, those I feel like
1: it really actualizes my work, like a lot for the longest time, for years. I just was doing volunteer stuff, and I'm like, this is a fun hobby. I want it to be a job, but I don't know how to get there. And it's just so amazing to see that someone is willing to pay for my t- my talents and what I do. And it's just not like picking up poop in a dog dog poop in a yard. It's just so exciting to see that i don't have to be an adult for people to like what i do and um my initial thought was like whoa i i don't know if i can i don't know if i'll be able to write something that um is good enough for three three hundred dollars i almost said three thousand wow
0: <laughs> <laughs> i wish i wish i could give I you all was that much i just like
1: oh, what if he gave me all this money and I just won't be able to do good enough to be able to earn that? But I just feel like it was really like a wow moment that someone is actually willing to pay me for what I do. And it just was kind of like a check of, hey, I've reached that point to where someone like people like me that much to be able to do that and I I know that's not necessarily what I do a lot I don't write a lot i more act but I just felt like wow um I just was pretty speechless at first I was just like oh my gosh this is actually happening and uh that was just really really cool for me
0: it's about like um valuing evalu- valuing your uh, your art um, that was what the playwright form was all about like when I approached you I approached your mom about it like it was an important event for um like young artists between the ages of twelve and seventeen to uh find their light you know like figure out like what makes them them what makes you you and to pay it like it just puts my money uh it puts my I guess my money where my my mouth is, if that's the right term, to be like, hey, I truly believe in you making something that you'll be able to express yourself with. And I also believe in uh, my good friend Art, who uh, at the time would have helped you make that script even better. You know, like it was was supposed to be uh, this big event that was about that. It was about raising the next generation of artists which you are. Eleanor, you're definitely like, you are like the smartest person. <laughs> you're like the smartest young person I know. Like, um, I guess like I think the the term old soul is kind of weird to call kids, but um, you're definitely like very mature, yeah. if that um, makes sense.
1: Another thing that really just felt surreal to me was after filming the other day, uh, the director texted my mom and was like, I really see Eleanor with the future about this. And I'm like, someone who makes movies for a living just said that I was good enough to do this for a living. And it was just like, wow, this is exciting. Cause I'm finally there. And obviously I have way bigger goals and just improving myself and improving what I do um, for the future. I'm not there yet, but um, I was just, and super excited to do this playwright also because I could get feedback and learn and do better because i always feel like i'm doing something but i don't i want to be better and i don't know if this is the best i can be and obviously it's not because we can all learn more and do more Mm -hmm. and uh i just feel like sometimes people don't realize how long it takes Mm -hmm. to get there
0: i think one thing you should know about being the best that you can be is that you'll never be the best that you can be (laughs) like that never that's never gonna happen like even with me who's someone who's been doing theater for about seven years and I'm going to get my higher education, like my master's. Like I, I think it's uh, being a master at something is it's so weird because I always feel like I'm learning something new about people, about life, about, you know, like getting to talk to kids, for example, and learning their perspective of the world and realizing like, Oh, wow, there these kids are, a lot cooler than I initially get gave him credit for and to support them in that way. It's like kind of really cool, but like, I feel like I'm constantly yeah. like, don't know what I'm doing. Um, but I'm always open up to learning and changing. And uh, that's my advice to you. I guess like you'll never, you'll never, even the people who like make movies for a living like that person, I think is it, isn't her name, Misty. I feel like, okay. Misty. Yeah, Missy. You oh, Misty. Misty. Okay. There we go. Um, like even she, like, I, uh, I, I recognize her name cause she does a lot of uh, movies and stuff like that. I bet even she like still <laughs> is learning new things about the world every single day. Like you're just, I guess um, you just learn how to articulate yeah, it better. Totally does. If that makes yes, sense.
1: That's um, something I love about theater is getting to learn new things every single day and just being able to watch me and my, colleagues get better and do better and just seeing this journey it's been so fun and i can't wait to continue to do things like this and i just love learning new things and being Mm -hmm. able to say i've done that i've done that i've i've done things that might make a difference and i'm not just sitting at home doing nothing
0: (laughs) exactly and like your mom definitely shares a lot of your projects (laughs) a lot of them are pretty cool innocent but then there's like the weird ones like the, the scab the stuff FX that effects, she posted yeah, you, yeah the effect the stuff like oof, yeah. that that's really and creepy out
1: for my halloween costume this year then. <laughs> <laughs> um oh well, what's your I was halloween costume gonna be rapunzel but that was a bit expensive so we returned that and i went to the thrift store picked up a pair of str- scrubs uh, made them all bloody and dirty and i'm gonna be like undead nurse this year kind
0: of. That's cool. With all the special effects stuff. Like like what are your Halloween plans? Just to go just a little bit off topic here. Like now that with COVID and everything, like you can't really go trick-or-treating. You can't really have fun. The good thing about being a nurse
1: (laughs) is I took one of the disposable masks and put blood on it. So I'm just gonna wear that. Um we are gonna do a little Mm -hmm. bit of trick-or-treating but not for a long time. And we're gonna have just like three friends over um, so we're going to keep it really small, and we're just going to kind of be a little bit more chill, probably watch a movie. The problem is I don't like scary movies, so I have to figure out, like, I want something kind of scary, but not too scary. So I don't know what we're going to do with that.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you're probably definitely going to have to figure that out. I mean, you yeah. could just watch one of those not-so-scary My- like movies um yeah my mom kind of wants to watch Sixth
1: Sense but I watched Knives Out a few weeks ago and that's more of mystery than horror but I kind of want to watch it again because I really loved that movie
0: that was a really good movie for sure um let's see where are we where were we going back to theater now um you talked about your you know thinking about your career now everyone's like you know coming out and saying like oh yeah you're really good there's like a, a future uh in this for you do you think about your oh, future? I like, what do you totally want to be in I think when of you
1: grow my up? future every day. I, I guess uh, I'm. I am a precrastinator. <laughs> a word I came up with. Um, there's procrastinating, but what about the people who precrastinate? Um, <laughs> yeah, I already started a car fund and everything, but um, <laughs> I, I want to <laughs> do movies and uh, Broadway. I definitely want to do Broadway. And I've thought of different shows I want to be in, Um, not necessarily filming, but like um, theatrical shows and musicals. And I just want to be able to, yeah, do film and acting and also do some writing, film writing, playwriting and maybe books. But I definitely also want to um, get a makeup artist degree or however you do that. Daisy, I know um, finished her degree in that somehow online. But, um, so I want to be on both sides of the camera constantly. And I just think that is where my passion lies the most. And yeah, I have big goals. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, cause you talked about your activism too. Like, where do you think your activism um, fits in all that?
1: Can you explain what you mean?
0: Like, you know, you talked about, you know, advocating for, uh, people who, um, like for their voices to be heard, like kids and stuff like that. And you know, you talked about bullying before, yeah. and you know, like being an advocate for like non-bullying and stuff like that. Like um, activism means like you know, just helping out people who are less fortunate or probably are struggling. You know, um, it seems like you had yeah. an interest in that. At least that's the vibe I got from you. Like, how do you think that interest kind of meshes in with theater? and writing and
1: Um, visual effects is cool to see to remember when I was the little girl who didn't know how to apply blush and um just seeing all those people who would help me and now me being able to help other young actors I think really a big thing in what I do is I just love being able to Uh, show people who want to do theater or are doing theater like you can do it it will take you a lot of time and you will get no's and you will fail but you can also do it if you keep going and get better and don't focus on yourself and focus on the main goal which is producing Mm -hmm. what you're producing and just learn and I like showing people that even if you're young, you can do it, which means if you're older or, like, already have a career, you can definitely do it. If you think, hey, this is going to be weird, and I'm not really good at this, you probably aren't, but you can start, and you can get better, and I was terrible when I started, but I got better, and um, just a big thing, I think, is especially to show, like, a lot of kids I know in theater or, um, or like in school are like, wow, that's so cool. You're so lucky. And I'm like, well, luck did not factor in. It's a lot of work and a lot of no's. And I feel like that's a big thing people don't see when you do acting. Like when you do something big, that's what they see. Mm -hmm. They don't see all the little things you did, all the extra nights you stayed. And all the no's and the yeses that didn't matter much but they all do matter because it helps you build your character and figure out when you get the no's it helps you figure out who you are like do I care enough to keep going and that's a big question you need to ask yourself as a mm-hmm. person. Yeah. Eleanor
0: have you ever heard of Samuel Beckett? Um He was an Irish uh, writer, a playwright. He wrote Uh, A lot of plays that, um, well, hold on one second. I'm trying to find the actual quote because I'm not that smart. Um, There we go. Um, So he wrote a lot of weird plays. (laughs) Uh, Just to to put it that simply. Uh, Abstractism. Um, um, Surrealism. Uh, A lot of his plays are very, very weird is basically what I'm trying to say. (laughs) But he has a quote that you'll probably hear a lot of but i'm going to introduce you to the quote first and that way you can be like oh sid introduce me to the quote first um <laughs> uh he says ever tried ever failed no matter try again fail again fail better I think that means what that do you think that every time
1: you means fail you get a little bit closer to success that what that's in my mind what fail better means is you're failing but you're getting better and it'll take you a couple no's until you get the hang of it and you do got to just keep trying, failing, trying, failing. That's basically what acting is. And it's. Um, I feel like acting is a really, really good profession that is very easy to get lost in and be able to be like, oh, well, I got the lead. But it's also very good to be able mm-hmm. to keep yourself grounded. It's a very good... So it goes both ways. It's really easy to get... Um, very boastful and vain but it's also really really easy to be able to put yourself in other people's shoes and just get yourself back down to earth and be like okay I'm maybe not as good as I thought or hoped but I'm just gonna try again and see if this time it's yes Mm -hmm. and you just gotta keep hoping trying and working.
0: And I think like the big thing about that quote because I think you nailed it um, is you've got to try to in order to fail because if you don't try then you just don't and you try
1: audition for and you can't just become the best by trying once and snapping your fingers. You got to really work for it and want enough to be able to take all that time mm-hmm. and energy out of your life. But,
0: and it's the simple, yeah. like, you know, like the negative stuff. Like, I think you talked about it before. It's like, oh, man, I'm too old or I'm too young or I don't know too much about it, you know, and stuff like that. It's yeah. like, but you didn't even like try it. You know, like you didn't even go out there and even do it to know that if it's going to work for you or not. Like there is a lot of I I I talk about Anne Bogart. It's another theater artist that I like. And she's like, you know, don't wait for that. Don't wait for the right time to do the thing that you want to do. You know, I when I made my theater troupe, I was like, I kind of I kind of had those doubts, too. I was like, oh, I'm not really experienced. I don't really know exactly how to run a theater troupe. But it was the support of my my mentors who told me, like, no, I think you you should do it. You'll be able to do it, and you'll do it really well. And then I made my theater troupe, and we did plays and, like, bars and other cool places, too. And then we did the playwright form, too, kind of. <laughs> we didn't really do it, but um, it was there. It was conceptualized. Uh, we almost did it. <laughs> um But, like, it wouldn't have happened if I didn't try I think a big thing about theater is
1: you're going to go into it not knowing or having a clue of what you're doing. Like, when I was filming yesterday, I just kind of walked in. And what's hard about starting to film is you don't get a rehearsal. They aren't going to tell you how you should do it until you try. And that's really a scary thing to just start walking onto set. And they're like, okay, say your lines. And you're like, I'm just going to do it the way I imagine it and hope it's right. And if it's wrong, it's wrong. And I'm going to fix it to how they want it. And you just, yeah, you got to try. And you're not going to understand how it works. And you're not going to know what you're doing. But you're going to try. And then you will know something. And yeah, I think that's super, super important in remembering Mm -hmm. that throughout theater.
0: That's what rehearsal means. It means it's French for, I believe it's French, uh, for um, to do again you know, and again, and again, and again, um, to talk about theater going back, I do want to talk about Joanne Emery. Uh, I believe I found, her, I found, I was looking through your mom's Facebook profile and I was looking for that name and I was like, Oh, I think, I think this is the person. <laughs> do you want to just talk about her real quick? Um, since you did met, brought her up, um, what does she mean to you? And like, how does she compare to like, I guess the support um, that your mom, mom is has me given you? My mom has given me
1: support by, through a bystander side, um, point of view kind of um and not totally a bystander because she also does theater but um her joanne gives me support through a director and that just means something in a different way because my mom will always love me and even if i'm terrible she will love me but directors um when they tell me that they like it That that just means a bit different because I know my mom will like what I do, even if it's not that good. But when a director says it, it's just more like it feels more real and just her support and telling me when I'm wrong and also telling me how I can fix it is also very nice because I know she has a lot of experience and it's just cool to learn through her experiences and Um, know more through what she's told me and Mm -hmm. taught me and she's just always been so kind and so nice to me and just always even when I have been like not super good or not really getting a huge part she's always realized that I'm trying and she's always realized that I'm putting in a lot of work and really 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 putting myself out there and trying and she's always just recognized me, and that's just been super, super, super helpful.
0: yeah, it's definitely really helpful to have that kind of person when you're a kid because, um, like we were talking about earlier, when I paid when I gave you that money to like make a play it 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 means something, you know me paying you to do this work. it's uh recognition that like what you have to offer is a value which is kind of a weird thing to say but it's kind of true. <laughs> like uh when an adult says like hey I value what you do, here's some money and I'm going to uh let you go and do it. Like it it, it 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 carries a weight and then I think like when you have supporters like, you know, yeah. Joanne, like I I have my own Joanne, you know, like Kathleen Jeffs is my is my Joanne. She supported me and she's always been there for me even after college when I uh, I still talk to her on a daily basis. Well, not on a daily basis, I wish I did. Hi, Kathleen, please give me a call if you hear me. Um, <laughs> but um, it's important to have that kind of support too. Cause like, it's like what you said, your mom's support, uh, it, it definitely is important and it means the world to you. And you definitely, you're always craving your parents' support in everything that you do. But then like you have people who are in the know, you know, like they're in the profession. Who are, look at you and say like oh yeah, yeah. this girl like you actually you're actually yeah. really good it's not very just very your mom was saying i just
1: want to i just feel like i need to add that in thank you dad you've been really really helpful too
0: here's the thing eleanor um we talk about like mom's rule on the show so like dads are cool like they're there but well, like you know mom's them. mom's put in more of the work you know yeah unless you're you're raised by uh two gay men um, (laughs) or something like that
1: then you know and and he will agree with me that he Mm -hmm. plus he's not as passionate about acting like my mom mom can relate to the excitement i feel Mm -hmm. and the joy i feel through it because she also understands that and um so yeah i just and my brother has been Mm -hmm. semi-supportive yeah
0: Yeah. i was gonna talk about your brother because uh, it seems like uh the both of you kind of have a little love hate like sibling like at least the the way your mom posts on facebook it's Um, kind of like a little sibling rivalry sometimes
1: well uh most for the most part like people are like oh my gosh siblings they're so annoying but for the most part especially recently he's been pretty good um (laughs) and yeah sometimes it's a love hate sibling rivalry but it's just been uh interesting trying to make sure that we I don't try and steal all of the parents attention by like because when I'm doing a show my brother sometimes fades into the background a tiny bit but um he also has his own hobbies and I just try to make sure that I'm not taking too much of his time and when I like when he has to miss things because of me I'm supportive of when he has when I have to miss things because of him and just trying to make sure I return the favors that he's given me And he's been pretty supportive, and um, he's not very good at showing his emotion, but my mom says he's pretty proud of me, and it's just been kind of nice, um, because he's also really good for when I have a show, and I have a day off, I can just relax and talk to him, and I can do something that's not right, then that show, I can do something different.
0: It must be nice to not talk about theater with your brother uh, like just once like sure it's great to be like oh yeah I'm, I'm with my cast the cast and crew are yeah. great they're like my closest friends for the time you know that we're doing the show but then like coming home and just meeting somebody who is not in that world and you can yeah. talk about and normal things it, it must be a good feeling.
1: That reminds me, my friends have also been like super duper duper supportive, but I know if I picked out one of them, the rest would get kind of jealous. Like this one friend's so supportive.
0: Yeah. Well, here here's the thing about this show. It's, um, this isn't like the definitive ranking of the person yeah. that you're thankful for. It's just that it's a person that you want to talk about, you know, um, it's one person yeah. we can bring you on again. We'll talk about Joe Schmo later. <laughs> yes. like it doesn't mean that you don't like anyone less than that you just yeah. wanted to really talk about your mom and joanne for a little bit um yeah and yeah siblings they're a very interesting group i have siblings too um i don't talk too much about them but i have a brother also uh very I, I, I annoying can relate. um my brother is but i like him he's okay quite
1: annoying sometimes i just like drown him out like white noise i'm just like okay yeah yeah and then i put my earphone like yep yeah, cool cool oh yeah
0: <laughs> the thing is I'm the older brother Eleanor I don't know if that uh makes like that triggers something in you but like oh yeah. the younger younger siblings I am 13 general.
1: minutes older than him so <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right there we go um let's see so um I think we'll, we might start wrapping it up here soon um I'm gonna ask you another question Eleanor yeah. um pretend like your mom's here right now and uh, Joanne, too. Um, we talked a little bit about her, but I think let's uh, let's do more of the focus on your mom. Um, uh, what's one thing you want to tell that, her right
1: now? Like, all the suffering and like that. She's not like suffered blood, shed blood for my career. But um, just like the time she spent and the things she's missed and the gas money she spent and the money she spent and just everything mm-hmm. she's done really has made a difference. And I want her to know that, I do recognize all she's done because I know that she is voiced sometimes that she doesn't feel recognized, um, or appreciated. And I just want her to know that, like, even when I don't say, it, even when I come home with a bad mood from the theater, cause it's been too long. And even when she's the one who gets the bad end of the stick, um, I really appreciate all she's done and that, um, obviously this couldn't have happened without her and that um, always I will appreciate her and that even if I do become a big famous superstar um, I'm still gonna love her and I just everything she has done has made a huge difference in my life
0: oh yeah absolutely shout out to your mom I mean she's the reason why you go there I mean if you piss her off She's Stop. probably going to be like, oh, no, oh, I guess you're not going to go. She'll bring
1: me to theater, but then <laughs> when know? we get home, she will talk to me.
0: <laughs> but, like, she has the power to, though. Like, she has the power to just that's be not- like, nah, today you're not going to go to your rehearsal. And just, like, you know, yeah, if she's not feeling – you, you better make like, her feel appreciated. She
1: can just be like, yeah, no, I don't really want to bring you to rehearsal today. But she understands that when I don't go, there's a whole team I'm letting down. And just the fact that she's willing to – Drive me all the time is just and not just drive, but support and posts on Facebook and just has the energy to do all of that. Really means a lot to me.
0: And it just goes to show how much she uh, cares about you. I mean, it's um, obviously like I hope she does care about you. I mean, she's your mom, but (laughs) um, like it just goes to show how invested that she wants to be in your life and how important you, and even Cairo too, I bet, like, because you're both twins and all, like, she appreciates both of your development and growth. Like, I see equal posts about Cairo, like, um, on Facebook, about Boy Scouts, Star Trek, Taekwondo, and all that cool stuff. It's like, great, awesome. You know, like, y- y'all are, I, th- I think both of you are getting equal time. <laughs> and love and support and I really appreciate that and I also just appreciate that um, your mom would allow you to do something like this <laughs> which I was like at first because you're on a list right now I have a huge list of people that I want to bring for season two and I was like hmm, Eleanor I really want her on she's one of the kids I mentor kind of um, which oh yeah maybe I should ask about that a little bit because I don't think we talked about you and me too much but um, I was like uh, your mom? Question mark. Like, should we have her, your mom on it. here? Is that appropriate? She'd but probably be fine the important with it. part. Oh yeah. I mean, like, still, I just wanted to also your mom and her wishes. So I was like, hey, mm-hmm. if you want to come on, sure. <laughs> um, but I just think it would be really cool, and you know, like get, getting to do cool stuff like this. That's that's super dope, and. It also, like, I think what this show does really good is, like, yeah. it introduces people to, like, some cool people yeah. that I think that's are very cool. Great
1: thing I love through theater is you meet so many good and amazing people who, like, are just so supportive and are really, like, they understand what you're going through. And that's what's so great about theater is everyone has been told no before. We all understand what that has felt like. So. Mm-hmm. Um, And a big part of Matilda was me. I really wanted to, because I have been in shows where there are leads that sometimes are very vain and like, well, you are below me because you're ensemble and I'm a lead. And I just wanted to really, really extremely make sure that I was not like that. I wanted to really make sure that I didn't mention how I got the main Part and wanted to make sure that I showed that I valued everyone in the cast and that um, I mm-hmm. didn't think I was better than them. Like, they all could have been Matilda. It's just that I was chosen mm-hmm. for this time and that we could have all done great things with the show if we were Matilda. And I think that that's a big, big part of being a good cast member is making sure that you are a good sport, whether you get the lead or don't.
0: Exactly. And if if someone is like that, Eleanor, do you know what you just tell them? Like, we're all getting paid the same, which is nothing. (laughs) Like, we're like, the reason why there's that elitism is because lead roles normally get paid more, and the ensemble gets paid less. And it's just like, hey, you know, we're all getting paid $0 here. There's no elitism (laughs) around here. And even then, like, even if you did somehow get paid for the role. That that doesn't excuse a lead is I think from. they should
1: get paid more if anything. They're on like a lot of the time. Like in Hamilton, the lead, the ensembles are on every single scene. They're singing, dancing the full two hours and like there's no show without <laughs> the ensemble. Something you a
0: lot. Yeah, otherwise it's just kinda it, it, it's just kinda weird. they they're just kinda like there's just like actors, like um, the main actors, like in movies, like all those people, the extras in yeah, movies, like if they weren't I know there, how that feels they, it wouldn't be believable. I did my first you know?
1: extras um, like two weeks ago, and that was a really interesting experience. And uh, yeah, there's no film without extras or else it would seem really weird.
0: And uh, real quick, before we go into lightning round, I had a question, a couple questions that I wanted to ask you. um. Like, what's your impression of me? Like, you have all these other mentors and stuff like that. Like, how do you? Am I different than the people that you've met before, or do you think like, oh yeah, you're just pretty much like, oh he supports me and all that?
1: Well, um, like you can you, 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 you can be totally really honest. I'm just very curious. Because you've given me opportunities to expand my horizon, where some of my mentors, I remember for their kindness or just how they've supported me, but you've definitely been kind supportive and also like helping me become a better actress and really valuing me as a person and not just as oh good job you did acting today that's what you did but um you value all parts of my life and not just what (laughs) my theater things are and I think that's been super helpful
0: I'm glad that you think so too because like I've had bad teachers when I was a kid like the reason why I wanted to be like a teacher initially was because I wanted to be a better person for people who, to learn. Cause I was not a really good student in grade school, like uh, kindergarten all the way to 12th grade, 12th grade. And I was just like, N- none of these people really care. You know, like I, uh, I just don't like being here. I don't like, these people. (laughs) And even going into college, I had that mindset. But like, it was really meant meeting my mentors where I'm like, Oh, wow, education is actually really cool. And, you know, like mentors and teachers, like teachers aren't here to like, they're not supposed to be here to like ruin your life. (laughs) You know, with like homework and all that, like, they're really here trying to like, make sure that you're a good person. And so that's what I'm trying to value that with everybody, uh, no matter how old they are. So from the youngest little bean to like a uh, 65, 75 year yeah. old. Like I'm, I'm trying to like break that stigma that like, um, yeah you need I to be kind of a jerk to, to everybody. To,
1: okay. Yeah. I had a really, really bad teacher um, in fifth grade that um, tried and I could tell, but it just sometimes felt like I didn't really matter or that I was just another annoying thing in the day and I feel like it's just important to me that um, when I'm helping out with a show that um, everyone's valued and that everyone knows that they're valued and knows that we're all in this show because we're good. I Like, you didn't get the lead or I didn't get the lead because I'm better than you. It's just because that's a big thing, I think, and that everyone needs to know that, like, the leads don't necessarily get the lead because they're better than you. It's just that they fit that description more or fit what the person was envisioning. Um, like I was saying with the mm-hmm. Matilda, there was four girls left, me, Tegan, Amani, and Emily. And we were all, we're all really, really good. And they would have done just as amazing, maybe even better. Like they'd all put a different mark on how Matilda was made. It's just that time I was what they were envisioning and they are all amazing and we're all amazing. And it's just that you need, I feel like a big thing that actors don't sometimes realize, especially um, when you're beginning is that it's not because you're bad. That's not why they, you do not necessarily get the main leads. It's just because that's not necessarily what they were envisioning. They might not be envisioning you for um, that role.
0: Exactly. And it's, I think at the end of the day, it's really important to have, Someone like your mom or uh, even like Joanne, too, um, to an extent, I think. But I think mostly your mom, that support system, is very important to have to just remind you of stuff like that, you know? Um, You didn't obviously, like, figure all that out by yourself. It's Your mom taught you that. And having supportive parents like that is very important. Even having mentors, too, that, like, tell you similar stuff like that about, like, what your mom is saying is also super important, and uh, I'm really glad that, you know, like all the It's a Wonderful Life kids. Like I think all of you had really good parents. Like, <laughs> like they're all like all of them from uh, well, your mom okay. to Murphy's mom, yeah, Jacks, awesome. all of them. Like they, like the parents too. Like just seeing how y'all are being supported, it's like this is really good. I I think uh, when you guys grow up, you're not going to be Maybe not too messed up. Hopefully. <laughs> sorry. I know. Yeah. It's just like it, a, the adult it, world. just changes um, you all in I mind. feel like, yeah, you have
1: to have supportive parents <laughs> to be in theater because it yeah. requires so much of parent involvement. And I just want to give out a shout out to Jack's mom, Valerie. Um, mm-hmm. She was just so amazing with it's a wonderful life. Cause we carpooled with Jack and he carpooled with us. And I remember, I think it might've been the first time she mm-hmm. carpooled with us, Um, me with them. Uh, she took us all out for ice cream. And um, she also like different times she'd take me to McDonald's with um, Jack, we'd go to McDonald's and get a milkshake and and fries. And she was just so amazing and welcoming and just really opened me kind of into their family while we were sharing that time together. Um, And we still hang out and it's, it was just really, really fun. And it was nice to have um, other people who supported me, and so that way my mom didn't have to be the only one who supported me. My parents didn't have to carry all that load. Um, it's really great to have people exactly who will all support me. Sounds like them. your cool rides
0: were <laughs> a lot more fun than mine because, <laughs> yeah, because like I, I just take a lift home, you know, you know, yeah. like this is so it's gonna sound so stupid, but you know what lifted Uber is, right? Okay, uh, I. I just want to double check because I know you're not really <laughs> technically allowed to uh, get one on your own, um, but yeah, just, like, but, it's just like, oh, I'm just going to go home yeah. now.
1: <laughs> but, yeah. That's a, no, something I can no actually look forward stops. to. I'd be like, Oh my uh, gosh, rehearsal is going so long and I'm not even needed right now. Um, but then we'd go home and um, since her phone mm-hmm. compared to her speakers, we just, Listen to music and jam out and listen to Beetlejuice, even though I had no idea what that was back then. I was a fool.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, we watched it on iTunes, and then I just gave him my copy because um, of a Beetlejuice that I had because I wasn't well, using I it. Mind, so I never
1: Because like, I can watch the movie. Uh, the movie I, I and, watch and, the like musical not Because uh, another um, person that I really idolize is Sophie Ann Caruso because she came from Spokane. She did Civic. Oh, oh no, my dogs are being loud. I'm very sorry her because she um, we both have quite a similar like I want to make sure that I stay on the track that she kind of did because um, we both did Civic and I just think she's in a really good spot especially for her age and I just really um, think she does amazing work and she's super good and I just think it'd be so cool if I could be like her someday and I just think that she's really really awesome Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't, yeah.
0: You be you, Eleanor. Good. Don't be anyone else. Yeah. <laughs> don't be, Well, yeah. like, no matter how exactly good they are, like her, but you just I have, just have think to be yourself.
1: She's really, really good.
0: Well, um, guys, gals, and non-binary pals, this is Wayward Artists in a Wayward World. We are in lightning round questions. It's a series of five questions that I ask each and every guest on each and every show. Um, for season two, I thought about changing it, but I forgot to like change the list (laughs) so we're just gonna stick with the old one and then probably um we're gonna interview ginger ewig from um terrain real soon so that we'll probably have a new set of questions but uh stay tuned for that uh right now we're just gonna use the old one because i'm lazy um eleanor i forgot to tell you about the questions what they are exactly um they're not weird Uh, one of them's weird but it's not like uh, I'm yeah. gonna freak you out or anything like yes. that. They're fun. They're fun. Okay. So, they're but fun. when you
1: say lightning um, round, are you does that I mean right? I answered them quick?
0: Uh, oh yeah, that's the other part of the the spiel. Um, <laughs> they're they're fun. They're not so fast you okay. we'll get into them, <laughs> but it is called the lightning round. So, my um, day, question number this, one, is, what is this would related be to theater? Day?
1: Like, do oh
0: no. Just like okay. your general up, like perfect day, like what is crepes, like when you get up in the savory morning, savory and like,
1: non-savory. Um, I snuggle with Nala, and she is willing to spoon with me, and she lets me pet her and um, dress her up. And um, then I go over and uh, sniff the Christmas tree that is up 24-7. Um, I hang out with my friends, uh-huh. and I also um, probably go to Thai food for lunch and watch Stranger Things and um, other movies that I love. And then at night, I have, I don't know, maybe Mac Daddy's mm-hmm. for dinner and hang out with my family. And then we watch a movie. So let's just say nice out. And I have, let's, let me see if I can get this right. Talkies, popcorn, um, and club soda and Reese's Pieces. And then I um, have a drink over with my friend that night. And we walk until the wee hours of the morning. It is that is a perfect day.
0: So uh, for the people who are not, oh, from yeah, Spokane,
1: yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> That's not mac like Daddy's a worldwide? Because you just chain. casually brought that. Um, up. <laughs> a mac and cheese place that has like the best mac and cheese. Because they there's a college in Spokane, um, and they have the Cougar Gold mac and cheese. Because they're kind of like centered around agriculture. So yes. Yeah, so the students make oh, cheese, yeah. and uh, WSU, so then WSU, the MacDaddy's buys that cheese and makes a bacon cougar gold mac and cheese out of it, and I love it so much. Yeah. I um That's why we I had, call it we had different mac sometimes
0: um, ideas what <laughs> mac like, Daddy's yeah. is,
1: but I understand why you'd call it that. It it makes sense.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah some macas, you know, Mac Mickey D. I, I don't even I don't I just don't call it McDonald's. Yeah. Because That's just um, you, you know stereotypical, I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like crepes. Um, I haven't had a crepe in a long, long time. But when I was a kid, uh, Baskin Robbins used to have crepes. Uh, at least where I'm from, Saudi Arabia, they um, they Yum. did like crepe yeah, sandwiches like, with ice Christmas cream, and that was really good.
1: I so we have some that are like Ooh. smoked salmon and cream cheese for the savory. We also have egg um, egg and sausage savory crepes. Mm-hmm favorite crepes are delicious don't get me wrong but i also love the uh, sweet crepes, which include mm-hmm. but are not limited to um nutella and raspberries and like powdered sugar and mom makes this raspberry cream cheese filling that you put in it mm-hmm. and then you can like drizzle chocolate on it and it's just so good and then sometimes we have like lemon blueberry ones and it's just really yummy and i love it yeah, I, I I'm just, excited for the holidays because I'm going to be baking a lot. Christmas is my favorite lot. time of year. Because, I, I mean, that's obvious when I say that I literally made one of those paper link chains that went up to 70 days till Christmas. And I have a calendar or a slide mm-hmm. bookmarked on my computer that is a Christmas countdown. And um, let me really quickly check, but I think we have 60 days till Christmas, but I'm not 100% sure. So I need to double check um, but it doesn't look like I have that right now, but yeah. So I love Christmas. Yeah. I love the Christmas tree. I love having my sister and nephew over, and I just love. I love the holidays so much.
0: Yeah, they're great. I, I also yeah. I have a Halloween
1: countdown like Mickey Mouse
0: uh, calendar thing. Uh, it's like a little figure. Um, right now, there's six more days to Halloween, but I also bought a Christmas one, so that's a little gingerbread Mickey Mouse house, and it's really cute. So I'm really excited <laughs> to. Uh, Really celebrate Christmas because what else am I going to do? Because <laughs> there's nothing to do. Um, let's go on to the next question. Third question, favorite. number oh, two. That's interesting. What's your okay, third favorite um, movie?
1: Oh, this is hard. Okay, but first I got to think of what my favorite movies are. Okay, so as I've said probably like five times already, I love Knives Out. I love Steel Magnolias because I just love the um, heartwarming story of that. Um, oof. I mean, like, how do you narrow down the Harry Potters?
0: Um, you could oh, just no, say Harry I Potter. Think,
1: okay, yeah. so Hunger, the whole Hunger Games series is definitely in there. So excluding TV series. Oh, but then there's Anola Holmes that just came out. And I also very much idolize Millie Bobby Brown. I just think her emotional depth is amazing. I just love everything about her. She's awesome. But um oh okay but I gotta think of the third mm-hmm. favorite. Um, I think that'd be Steel Magnolias because I mean I like that one, but it's not like the the best. But me and my Still mom like- and me and my friends watch it a lot, and it always makes me cry. But I mm-hmm. love it.
0: I that is something I'd never expect, like a twelve year old to say. <laughs> <laughs> Steel Magnolias really yeah. like not not that it's a bad movie. It's am I'm, I'm it's it's great. It's just that. You are twelve, and I just thought, oh is, yeah, it's gonna be. My like, dad I don't is know, the Marvel one who forced Star Wars onto crazy. me, <laughs> and
1: I like Marvel. Don't get me wrong, I like it, but it's not like a lot of the movies aren't my favorite favorite. Um, because I feel <clears> like they just go so long, especially like End Game and Infinity War. Like, bro, three hours of fighting. And I mean, some parts are cool, but like. The last 30 minutes is just a bat, big battle. And I'm like, okay, haven't we watched this like seven times before? But um, <laughs> yeah, I love Steel Magnolias. And I also love Legally Blonde. Mm-hmm. I just got to point that out. That one's a really good one. And that's a musical too. Mm-hmm. All <laughs> I right. think so, yeah.
0: So Steel Magnolias is your third favorite movie though. All right, there you go. Um, Question number three. Um, okay. How um, would I describe you?
1: Eccentric... Outgoing. Um, quite a big leader. Big person in general. I have lots of big ideas and not afraid to share them. Uh, very friendly and uh, smart. I'm pretty smart because, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I went to a gifted school for a year. Thought it was not fun. Went back to my normal school. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, mm-hmm. very kind and listen um someone easily someone you can easily talk to i've heard that a lot
0: about me i think you nailed it yes. uh, for the most part um you're really nice i mean um you're also very uh professional like it, it's just like yeah i really like your work ethic if that makes sense at all like it's um like again from like a, a, ki- a kid it's just like um, you have, like, expectations, which uh, I feel like adults shouldn't have uh, going into it. But, like, you know, you have that stereotypical, like, oh, man, is this kid just going to be annoying, you know, just, like, <laughs> like pull your hair out. But then, like, yeah, when you actually get to talk to you, it's like, oh, wait, no, she's – like, it- it's really interesting, like, how well you hold yourself uh, at-, at such a young age. Like, it's very impressive. Um, I don't like using the term um, – like, I don't know. What, what was the term that I didn't like? Yeah. Uh, old soul. Like, I just like, I, I it feels like a weird term for me. I I just, I, I don't think you're old. I don't even know. What, like, like, I did, like, I don't know what immature, age has to do with like, <laughs> like um, being like older or whatever, but like, like, like
1: older and very mature, younger people. It's, it's maturity and not age. Oh
0: yeah. Question number popping? four. What's your favorite ice cream oh, topping? Oh, okay. 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 Let
1: me think. bro Yeah. Um, I think my favorite might be cheesecake bites. I love putting those.
0: What are cheesecake bites?
1: Like, I don't know. Sometimes, like, at the Froya place near our house, there's bites. Like, they take cheesecake and then chop them up into tiny cubes and then put them on top of uh, your ice cream. Or you can put them on top of your ice cream. I love that. But then I also like, it sounds weird, but hear me out. There's cinnamon, um, what's it called? Cinnamon uh frosted flakes and i think that's super good with cake batter ice cream because it's a really nice crunch with some sweetness to it but i also love like waffles crushed dried waffles there's there's a lot it's rich or mm. fruity rich or fruity yeah is that, that's probably like and the unique that's a big variable oh but i was putting nutella on it's so hard yeah i love burrito but, my dad's territory like whenever we want to celebrate or like (laughs) when we went to when I found out I got Matilda and it was just the sweetest way my parents surprised me is so that day it had been really stressful because it took them a week to decide and I understood I understood but it was a week of waiting and it was so agonizing but the day that we were supposed to hear back my dad took me bowling and then we went golfing together and then when I came home I heard um, it was quite quiet, and then I heard someone say, shh, she's coming, and I was like, oh, my gosh, did I get it? And then when I went up, my mom and brother were like, surprise, and they hung a little banner and had some decorations, and then it said, you got Matilda, and I was like, oh, my gosh. And then we went out for Thai food. I got a big old thing of Thai tea, and I loved it. Um, we, I think we got froyo. And then we went home and binged the third season of stranger things, which I hadn't seen before. And that was the most perfect night ever. And I just loved that day. <laughs> it's the topic, I
0: know. No, that sounds, no, that's really dope. I mean, um, celebrating it's a really big part. Um, was I the one who called your mom when you got, sure. um,
1: um, I don't in, know. It's a wonderful life. Or was that really someone else? Yeah, my mom just told me that I had gotten the part that I wanted. Oh. Uh, and yeah, so I don't remember. Uh, but I was like, Oh, cool. I got the part that I wanted. And uh, yeah, that's kind of dope because of a part but I was super excited to um, be in another play because that was exciting. Um, and I was super happy to be able to do more civic things, because I had really wanted to do civic. Also, I was excited when I heard Amani was in that play, because she was the only person I knew who auditioned and got in. So I'm like, fine, well, I'll have someone who I know so we can Mm -hmm. have each other's backs, because with Matilda, I literally knew no one in the cast. I was like, oh my gosh, I feel so alone. (laughs) But that wasn't the case for long, because that I made so many new friends.
0: Yeah. Last question of the uh, lightning round. I know we kind of veered off topic, but let's get into it. Uh, the most important question on the show. The question I'm oh, gonna no. keep for sure, guys. No, I feel um, like I feel like left I could have or set right so many
1: people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna say this, mm-hmm. I don't care.
0: Go ahead. Yeah, you just gotta you just gotta be you. You gotta be honest.
1: Oh
0: yeah. um Oh no I you guess I'm right handed so <laughs> right? I
1: really they don't care. They taste the same. It's just the marketing. Um trick. Okay. So, I really don't care. They taste I've I've had both of them and then eaten one and eaten the other and I don't care. I think they're both fine, but if I have to choose one, I'll just choose right for random reasons.
0: <laughs> guys, guys are non-binary pals, this is um, wayward artists in the Wayward World. Keep um trying, Eleanor, do you have any last be words? be
1: true to yourself. And uh Keep going with the flow and and try and stay positive.
0: Well, uh, hopefully tomorrow is a better day. Um, Guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Without further ado, it's been real.